Ukrainian troops have launched a counter-offensive to retake southern territory illegally and forcefully captured by Russia during its invasion. Russia says the attack has failed and Ukrainians have suffered significant casualties. Tens of thousands of people have died in the last six months of war, while millions have been displaced. This morning, the Defence Force sent another 120 soldiers over to the United Kingdom to help train Ukrainian recruits. I spoke to the Defence Minister, Penny Hinare. This current deployment uh, that we saw off this morning is 120 people. On top of that are the logisticians and the intelligence officers that have been there since about April. Okay, so we know that they're heading to the UK. Are they going to be leaving the UK to go to mainland Europe or neighbouring countries to Ukraine? So the deployment uh, mandate is quite clear that uh, they will be based in the UK for the entire time uh, and offering the training there. Talk me through that training. What does it look like? Uh, So in my discussions with the Commander Joint Forces, the training is basic soldiering, Uh, basic weapons training, and also um, the laws and rules of engagement, which um, uh, they tell me is quite important to help those who are wanting to fight on the front line to understand uh, what that means and the kinds of parameters they make their decisions. So uh, it's quite complex, but they're trying to fast-track it, if you like, and as, as quickly as possible put these people through this training, which is the support that we're offering. How long does the training go for? Uh, My understanding is it goes for five weeks uh, per course, um, and we have signed up at this point in time to do two of them. And who are these Ukrainian recruits? Those who are in Ukraine, part of the general population who have been uh, signed up to help with the war effort there, uh, and some of the other Ukraine uh, citizens who have returned to volunteer their services as well will be part of that training. What we are doing, is this enough? Yeah, look, um, I've been on um, no less than half a dozen of the donor conferences where we sit down with uh, my counterpart from Ukraine, uh, Minister Reznikov, as well as President Zelensky. And across all of the partners that are supporting the efforts in Ukraine, uh, you know, we've been quite clear that for New Zealand, this is the best way we can support that point in time. They've asked for for example, specific uh, artillery, which we don't have. In fact, they've never had. So um, we're quite clear, and so too are the UK, uh, that we are some of the best soldiers in the world uh, and that our training skills are a huge asset to Ukraine, and which is why we agreed on this deployment. So we're the best soldiers in the world, but we won't be on the front line? Uh, We are some of the best soldiers in the world, and I'm quite proud of our New Zealand Defence Force, but I can be very clear that no, at no point in time any of uh, our NZDF or this current deployment will be in uh, Ukraine or other parts of Europe. It's quite clear they will be based in the UK. Could that change? Not for this particular deployment. Um, it's quite clear the process that we uh, follow to make these decisions. But for any future ones, change. NZDF could find themselves in Ukraine potentially fighting? No, no, that's off the table. That's certainly nothing that we're considering as a government at this point in time. Uh, the next donor conference is next week, I understand, and no doubt the, we'll have another feel for what the requests are from Ukraine. There are soldiers that have trained for a decade and have, haven't been near a war zone. They, some of them want to fight. What do you say to that? 
for those who are eager, and I spoke to plenty of those um, soldiers this morning, they are relishing this opportunity to be able to go and put uh, their skills to the test, to be able to train uh, Ukraine people to, so that they can fight. Um, but I want to be very clear with you, there is no intention from this government to send any of our people into Ukraine or the front line. We've sent equipment and weapons. Have they arrived at the front line? Uh, yes, that's my understanding they have. Um, we've been, from the start, monitoring it because we were part of the logistics that we're making sure that uh, those equipments can get around uh, to the places that they're needed. You might recall we had sent a Hercules up earlier in the year a couple of months ago to make sure that we could continue to support that effort, and I'm confident that they are getting to where they need to go to. There's statements coming out of the Russian Foreign Ministry essentially saying, uh, specifically to foreign fighters, that we do not bear any responsibility for the lives of your citizens. What do you say to that? Well, we've made it clear, and the Prime Minister's made it clear too, that um, there is a no-travel uh, notice for people who, uh, for anybody uh, into the Ukraine. And so when uh, the likes of uh, Corporal Abelin uh, and others who have made the decision to go there, uh, as the Prime Minister has made it clear, we can only try our best to continue to offer support, but we do not have uh, diplomatic services uh, on the ground there, and, and that's complicated and challenging. So that's her, the Prime Minister's plea yesterday was that anyone considering to go, we ask that they don't. Have you spoken to the Abilene family? Uh, I haven't directly. Uh, I know the New Zealand Defence Force have. Uh, I have sent some correspondence, uh, and I'm sure when the time's right, I'll have a chance to talk to them. I understand that, that there are people trying as best they can to get Abilene's body home, but experts think that that won't be possible without New Zealand giving Russia something back. That's news to me. I know I haven't heard any further developments on uh, the repatriation of Corporal Eberlin's body at this point in time. I know that a lot of his colleagues and people that knew him were around you at uh, Whenuapai today. How did that feel and what did they say to you? Uh, look, it was emotional and we acknowledged that emotion um, and I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, and they're also looking to hold a, a small memorial service for him when they arrive in the UK, which I think is an important touch. Um, but they were all quite clear that their tasking on this particular deployment is to train Ukraine uh, citizens to be the best soldiers that they can be. So, uh, yes, it's, at, it's on everyone's minds, as, as was his former colleagues, um, but they're also quite clear about their deployment and uh, I'm sure they'll carry uh, his memory with them. And just on the nearly 100 people that are on leave without pay from NZDF, has there been any update as to how many of them may be in Ukraine? Oh, I haven't seen any uh, updates in the last 24 hours, but uh, I haven't been in the office, which I'm about to be very shortly, so I might hear something soon. So you haven't asked for an update yet? I have, but I haven't. Yesterday was Cabinet, then I flew back to Auckland, and now i am finally arrived back to Wellington. Uh, so I haven't received an update just yet. That was the Defence Minister, Peony Hienare.